Welcome to the Luva Mark Wrestling Podcast with Shane, Captain Jenny, Shane, Captain Jenny. All these super marks of wrestling, great time is guaranteed. Join the Luva Mark Wrestling Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Luva Marks Wrestling Podcast. This is Wrangler. I have Jenny along with me. Say hello, Jenny. Hello, everybody. It is SummerSlam weekend. We're going to give you a little preview of what SummerSlam is going to be, maybe some predictions as well. And uh, along with some other news, we've got uh, a lot of stuff we got to touch on this inter- in this uh, in this episode, other than just SummerSlam. It's been a week. Yes, it has. It's been a week in wrestling again. Yeah, but... It's never it's never just a quiet week in the wrestling world anymore. No, and it, it makes our job easy because we got something to talk about. Right. But the, that that big thing is uh, Vince McMahon retiring, and, mm-hmm. and uh, Triple H uh, taking over creative in WWE. And I mean, maybe maybe it's uh, maybe it's going to be a positive. Who knows? I mean, it's definitely way too early to tell. There's only been two shows under Triple, well, three shows now, because it started last Friday, right? That was the first. I think so, yeah. It was actually the first one. It was last Friday. See, I missed last Friday's SmackDown. I haven't watched it yet. Because that was, that was the day he retired, was that day. Yeah. Remember, I was out and about with my cousin, and everyone's like, oh my god, freaking out. What the fuck? What does this mean? What, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. So it's been a full week <clears throat> as of today. Since full Vince week. retired. Uh, so, I, I... Three shows under Triple H's belt. Well, I don't, you know, we haven't really seen anything major yet. Well, no, and you're not going to. Not, I don't think it's going to show up till maybe the end of the year. I think it's already starting to show. SummerSlam. I mean, a little bit, but I'm talking about big. Yeah. Big changes that'll be extremely noticeable. I don't think are going to happen at least until Rumble. Because there's going to be so much that's already been kind of, you know, predetermined of what's going to, because they book. Months. This is what people don't know is things get planned out. Months in advance. Months in advance. Yeah, they're booking months That's why in advance. Injuries and stuff can really throw a wrench in things. More so than I think people realize, because it's not just like, oh, we'll just throw this person in and you know let this person have that match. Yeah, but that person being in that match fucks up something that could be happening six months down the road. Yeah, it's not really uh, as cut and dry as what you might think it is. Oh well, Cody Rhodes got hurt. We could put, we could put Matt Riddle in his place. So that's not that doesn't exactly work out the way they wanted it to work out. Because they'll have had, you know, six months worth of plans for Matt Riddle. Yeah, they yeah they had plans with Riddle beforehand. Which then affects everybody that he was supposed to have been working with, which then, it is, you know, it's a, it's a bigger bubble than you really think it is. It's not so much, oh, well, this week Matt Riddle was supposed to face Seth Rollins, but now Matt Riddle's hurt. So just, you know, put this person in or put Seth in this match. And I'm going, no, you can't just throw Seth in the Brock and Roman match. That's no. not how it works. That's no. That's going to fuck up the story completely. No, you just can't do that. And uh, that's well, I, the big thing I've been seeing is everyone just put Seth in the Seth and Roman match or the Brock and Roman match, make it a triple threat. No, no, casuals don't understand. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. Seth kids. is going to have his match. I am certain there is going to be a Seth Rollins match on the SummerSlam card. Oh, absolutely! Something is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. It, Seth and there's is... a lot of speculation going on out there about who it will be. All right, well, let, let's speculate a little bit. We'll, we'll get to that we'll, we'll get to that when we talk about SummerSlam. We'll, we'll speculate about that when we get to talk about SummerSlam. Uh, I think you've seen incremental changes, uh, especially on Monday night when uh, Raw started off with a brawl in the ring. Never happens on Raw. I think that's some of the incremental changes that you see. Uh, because, you know, Logan Paul... He had a segment later that night with The Miz. So they mm-hmm. actually, yeah, Logan Paul actually had two segments with The Miz. The first one, Miz, uh, the first one opening up the opening up Raw, brawling in the ring. And in the second one, I think it was, what, 10 o'clock? The 10 o'clock hour, they had a second one. So I, I, I really believe the uh, when we seen them open up Raw, brawling in the ring, that was a uh, spur-of-the-moment decision. Very well could have been. Yeah, but I, th- I think you'll I think you'll see incremental changes as more time goes by, and you'll be able to tell. 
Uh, I just want people to settle down because everyone's, you know, oh, well, Triple H needs to do this and Triple H needs to do that. I'm like, just, just, it's been a week. Yeah. Let's see where things go. They're, you know, everyone's fantasy booking their favorites now. You know, they're NXT darlings now that Triple H is back in charge and everyone's automatically thinking Black and Old's going to be coming back and just, I don't want people to get all these hopes and dreams and then turn on Triple H when they don't happen because it's their wants, not what's best for the company. Well, and that, and so many changes has been made to like the black, to NXT that we may never see the black and gold again. And I don't think we will because I've said this before though. Triple H has said in an interview that even before he got sick, they were headed in this direction. This is, this has his blessings. NXT was going to go back to how it was in the very early days of where they were training their people and not bringing in a lot of people from other promotions. This is always... So this is why I don't have an issue with 2.0 because it does remind me of the early days of NXT where it was people like Breeze and, you know, Charlotte Flair's and Bailey and, you know, the people that didn't really have the indie name or, you know weren't as well known but were their people their characters coming across on tv that's right. what i like about 2.0 because it kind of has that feel to it it's just a little bit brighter than what it was then yeah the, it, it, nxt black and gold for as good as what it was felt like a uh, felt like an independent all-star show right that's what it was becoming and that's Not what it was becoming not saying that's a bad thing, but that's what it was becoming. It's becoming that's, an independent all-star show. It's just, that's not what the vision of NXT was. It was supposed to be the televised extension of the Performance Center. Right. And that's what it's going back to. Now, so said, this has always had Triple H's blessings to it, so people need to stop thinking that it was only Vince that killed NXT. Because this is just that was it was where it was going. Just, nobody seems to know this. Nobody must have read this Triple H interview except for me. Well. Reading on the internet's over. Uh, it's it's undervalued. I mean, I know reading comprehensive is hard, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it it's undervalued. Easy. Yeah, reading reading anything on the internet's undervalued. Nobody reads anymore. They they read what they want to read and they react to it. They read the, the they read the clickbaity title and they react to it. That's what well, people didn't have do a clickbaity title. So that was probably the issue because I think it was like an ESPN article or something. Ah, okay. I can't remember who put it out now, but. I remember it came out about the time he was just kind of working his way back from his health problems. Mm. But like, I'm going to read this real quick. Okay. Because this is, you know, this was from last week, I think. This was from, okay, this was from this Sunday. Someone put out a timeline of things that have happened in 2022 so far. Shane McMahon was let go. Mm-hmm. Cody quits AEW for WWE. Yep. Stone Cold, Vince McMahon, and Ric Flair are going to be wrestling this year. Yeah, I believe that. Tony Khan buys Ring of Honor. MJF wants out of AEW. Sasha Banks and Naomi walk out. WWE back to TV 14. Triple H is back in talent relations. Vince McMahon retires. We're six months into the year, and all of that has already happened this year. Yeah, well, seven months. We're, we're almost through July. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, almost through July, but yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. We're on. It, a lot of this happened within six months, though. Yeah, a lot of it did happen. Well, a lot of it happened within the last three months. Right. That's how that's how fast it's been. And just now, you've heard reports of the, the of the unnamed AEW talents that have said that if Triple H was over creative in the main roster, they would have never left WWE and they'd stayed, stayed in WWE, right? Right. Any sp- any everyone s- is saying now that Adam Cole and all these guys are kind of running back to WWE. I don't know about all that. I don't, I don't know, know about running back, but maybe someday. Well, I mean, I, I think they'll get a couple back. I, I honestly do. I think they'll get a couple of those guys back, but to get the entire AEW roster to come back, nah, I don't see that happening. Because um, then they would be in the same position that AEW is in right. now, which position the WWE used to be in mm-hmm. is too many talents. Uh, uh, yeah, oversaturated roster. And that's where that's where AEW's at now. Uh you got a little bit of oversaturation on the roster and they they don't have well, I say they don't have everywhere to put somebody, but they do have ROH. 
So if they're not using them on AEW TV, they can definitely use them on our, on the ROH brand. Whenever that gets off the ground. Whenever that gets off the ground, yeah. Yeah, right. But, you know, just speculation, just how that was worded, uh, the, how the article was worded that said that uh, an unnamed AEW talent said if Triple H was in power on the main roster, he would have never left. i got to think it's Aleister Black. Possibly. Or, he could be one of them. Yeah. I, was, I would think more Adam Cole. Adam Cole, yeah. I think Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, those two guys for sure. One of those two guys probably. But definitely Adam Cole. Because, uh... Maybe Cesaro? Maybe Cesaro. Maybe. Maybe. But, you know, we'll, I mean, it's, you know, it could be any... It could have been any of, like, 15 guys that said that, honestly. But it, it's no surprise. It's no surprise that they would actually say that. Because I know that's why some of them left. And... Because they knew they was going to the main roster and they'd get booked like absolute garbage. By Vince. I think the call-up booking has been better this year than it has been in a while. Because I like the way they've been pairing the call-ups with a known main roster person. Instead of just throwing this person up there that, you know, because not everybody watches NXT. No. That's widely known. I barely watched NXT. So all these people would come up and be like, I didn't know who the hell Bobby Roode was when he came up. I didn't Shame know much on about you. Shinsuke. Shame on you. I didn't watch that. I haven't watched that era of NXT. What's wrong with was, you? Well, I was brand new back into wrestling, so I hadn't quite caught up on my NXT. Like, I didn't even really know who Breeze was, except that Raven liked Breeze. Yeah. But so, like, I just, that era of NXT from, like, you know, the Shinsuke's, the Corbins, the Breezes, I didn't know who the hell these people were when they were coming up from NXT. I knew who Bailey was. Well, you missed That's out. because I'd watched the videos of her dancing with Finn. Well, you missed out because... And I'm going to go back and watch it one of these days. You should go back and watch it. You absolutely it's should. It's on my list of things to do. I was close. I had it going once, and then I stopped because I was caught up with the... I was... I was getting into the current stuff that I haven't quite I have a gap that I need to fill in a few year gap that I need to fill in I will get there I mean I've seen a handful of the matches I watched some of the takeovers for these people so that's kind of how I got into like Johnny Gargano Champa but anyways yeah me and, me and Red was talking about uh, talking about Mount Rushmore of NXT earlier on the night and she said, and and we kind of we kind of kind of come to an agreement about Champa and Gargano both meant more to NXT than anybody that's ever come through NXT. Oh, that yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, they they both mean more to NXT than anybody does. I mean, I even said, I mean, no, I I could throw argument in there for Finn Balor because he meant an awful lot to NXT when he was there. I kind of you have to throw Bailey on there too. I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. There's so many. There's so many guys and girls you could put in there. Bailey would definitely. I mean, if you're gonna put Bailey in there, why could you put Paige in there? That's just. You know. She was there for such a short time, though. Yeah. But maybe. Maybe Paige. Maybe she got over more. Because you know, I would. I want to make you're about, you're about to say Sasha Banks, aren't you? No, maybe Paige. Maybe Charlotte. No. Sasha, Sasha slash Bailey for sure. I mean, if you could put one, you got to put both. But you put but them see, up as a package deal. My argument deal. for Sasha is she was already, you know, half on the main roster when she was having that great match with Bailey. Yeah, yeah, she was. So to me, that was more establishing Bailey to make her great for NXT, which is why they left her down there so much longer than the rest of the four horsewomen. And 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 someone and someone could make the argument for Oscar. But Oscar had a historic title run in it's NXT. Like, I, I would put I would put Oscar on that list over Sasha or Charlotte or Paige. Okay. I would put Bailey and Oscar on there together. Okay. As far as women, Oscar had from the that era. yeah. Oscar had the historic title run, but Bailey put the put the women's division on the map mm-hmm. in NXT. So if, if, given given that, I think Bailey's just a bit more important than what Oscar was. But Oscar really, Oscar really. Was the kept that women's division afloat for yeah, so a better part of a year? Took the reins from Bailey and kept yeah. it running. Yeah, for a better part of a year. Yeah. See, I haven't watched her run though, so I 
Uh, Oscar's run, Oscar's run was, uh, you know, after Bailey left, it was far. It, they was bringing in people for Oscar to face. They was bringing in women. They brought in Mickey James. They, they was bringing in women for Oscar to face because there wasn't anybody strong enough on the roster for her to face. Right. No, yeah, I definitely I agree with all that. But that's for a good list. that's for another pod. That's that's for another day. Right now it's SummerSlam. Yeah. And you've got the card. I do. So let's talk about this thing. Um, let's see, we'll save that for the last match. Let's start with the SmackDown Women's Championship match. You got Liv and Ronda. I kind of like I mean, there's not been much build to this, but I kind of like that it seems to be a friendly rivalry of, like, respect between the two of them. It's different than a, I hate you, I hate you, give me back my title, blah, 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 feud. I kind of like a friendly competition match. Yeah, I don't know how friendly this thing's going to be. Uh, well, I mean, they teamed together tonight. Yeah, they teamed together tonight. And uh, they were, you know, posing for photo shoots together. Mm-hmm. And a backstage thing. So there's, and you know, Rhonda handed her the title and stuff after she cashed in on her. Yeah. There's respect there. There is respect there. Because I think this is how they're trying to keep Rhonda babyface. Okay. Right so, but here's here's my here's my question. The, is Liv Morgan a killer? Oh fuck no. Okay. I asked that because we don't see this coming. We think Rhonda's. I, I mean, if you take a look at you take a look at this match on at, for face value, Rhonda's going to walk in. Murder live and take her championship back, right? Shenanigans. There's going to be shenanigans. What if Liv turns Liv's turn Liv turns into a killer and gets herself to qual- disqualified and just beats Sarah Living Hell out of Ronda with a chair? I don't think it's going to be Liv that does the beating. Who do you think it's going to be? I kind of wonder if Bailey comes back. Could be Bailey. Yeah, it's about time for Bailey to come back. I mean, I've heard there's been setbacks with her recovery, but I don't know how significant they are. Mm-hmm. Which is why she hasn't come back yet. So I don't know where she's at, but they need her on SmackDown. There's no way this match gets a clean finish. Yeah. And, and if there is shenanigans, if it's, I hate to say this, but Charlotte Flair. Oh, fuck her. I don't yeah. think she's back yet. I don't think she comes back until after Rick's match this weekend. Maybe, maybe not. Because uh, she's supposed to be at it. Right. I mean, I know it's right there in Nashville, but... Mm-hmm. It's right there in Nashville. Uh, I just know. Fuck, I don't want her back yet. Right. I'd rather... She just needs to stay away. It, it hasn't been long enough for me. My palate is not cleansed of her. Oh, well, I don't think anybody's palate will ever be cleansed of Charlotte Flair, to be oh, real no. honest with you. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Just, I'm putting that there in the universe. Back at all. I'm just putting it out there in the universe that this match, no way in no way in hell does this match end clean. Mm-mm. But then again, then again, Rhonda could just walk in, wipe the floor, live, and walk out with her belt. We've seen that happen before with Money in the Bank winners. People would be pissed. I think. I, I think, think people with Triple would fucking, H in charge now. He's going to take that into consideration. No, I think people would ride. Actually, I think they'd have a. They'd have a. They've been wanting to get the belt on Liv for so long. There'd be a lot of people have a meltdown over this if right. they take it off of Liv. Uh, I have to say though, like I'm not one to usually criticize Vince McMahon. I'm not one to kiss his ass either. I really just don't give a fuck. But I think if he was still in charge, Ronda would wipe the floor with Liv yeah. and leave. Mm-hmm. Yep. But with this being a Triple H run show now, Might I could see them finding different. a way to keep the title on Liv for a mm-hmm. little bit longer. Might get booked a little different. Yeah. Um. Because I think they're trying to make Ronda look to be more of a technical wrestler. She's not coming out there and just wiping the floor with people anymore. No. That's not the way they're trying to portray her anymore. They're really just trying to work her as a wrestler, I mm, think, now. Yeah. Uh, we's, uh, me and Red was also talking about the women's division uh, tonight. Uh, we was watching Aaliyah. And I said, I said, you know, Leah reminds me. Leah's arc reminds me a lot of Liv Morgan's arc, back when Liv first started, because everybody was just wiping the floor with Liv. If it wasn't for Sarah Logan and Ruby, everybody would wipe the floor with Liv. Liv never won a match. And now you can't say that Ruby, you can't say that Liv's a pushover anymore, because right. you know she's grown and she she's not that pushover anymore. And you know, Leah. I look at Aaliyah, she shouldn't beat anybody. 
but she, she already has. But she already has. She shouldn't beat anybody. But her, I, I would, I, but I've, I, I would say her arc's going to take a similar path. I don't know if she'll ever win a women's championship, but it seems like every woman wins the women's championship except Tamina. But it seems like they all do. Right. So we would see that just you know just kind of see where that goes. But my point in that story is. Liv's not the same pushover. Liv's not the same little girl she was two, three, four years ago. No, she's grown a lot she's, in the last this year she's, and a half. Two years. Oh, she's definitely grown a lot in the ring in the last couple of years on her own. And it took her being on her own to be able to do that. Right. I agree. By the way, the uh, CBS Sports website is predicting Liv Morgan to retain. Oh, interesting. Okay. What's the over, what, what's what's the uh, What's the spread on that? What, if I bet on Liv to retain, what do I win? Uh, they don't have a spread. They don't have a spread? They typically they have... They have a little synopsis of the match. Okay, they typically have like a minus 150 or plus 150 or something like that. Not on here. I'll okay. see if I can find it on something else. Right. But Yeah, believe it or not, you can place bets on fixed wrestling matches. Go figure. Well, anyway. we're not the one fixing it. Yeah, we're, we're not. Yeah, we're not the one fixing it. But yeah. Uh, let's go with Bianca and Becky next. Ah, man, this is going to be hard for me. There's no way Bianca loses two SummerSlams in a row to the same person, right? Right. I mean, you would think that. That's that. That's what I would think. Just common knowledge, that's what I think. Uh, but Becky's been on this redemption arc. Yeah, but they're also calling it the Bel Air redemption arc, too. Because she's still on her redemption from getting the title back at Mania. Uh, it's I, I just I want to say this is there's no way Bianca loses two SummerSlams in a row to Becky. And no. you know, you know, you know they're going to do the spot. They're going to do the spot when the match starts. Becky's going to hit her with the manhandle slam and try to beat her. You know they're going to do the spot. Oh, they're going to try to do the twenty. Yeah, they're going to try to do the twenty three seconds again. Yeah, you know they are. Uh, but I, I don't see. I think I think Bel Air kicks out of that and goes on to beat goes on to beat Becky. I just the, the crowd would be hot uh, if that was the open to the. Oh show. my God! They'd boo it out of the building. They no no. I'm not saying I'm oh. not saying if Becky were to win, but I'm saying if that's how they start the show and Bianca kicks out, they will be going in. Oh yeah, the crowd would be the crowd would, would be hot be a for that great match. Way to just open the entire pay per view. Yeah, the crowd would be hot for that match at that point. Right. Yeah, I I. Just, I if they don't do that, they're missing an opportunity. Yeah, I thought that I would do. I'd do the spot again for sure. I'd do the spot again. Um, well, I, spot. yeah, the with yeah the do the do the false finish twenty three seconds in. <laughs> I'd do it, uh, but I, I just not like ninety five percent of me says Bianca's going to win this thing for sure. There's no way they're going to do this again. It it keeps Becky's character going if she loses too. When, but yeah, there's that five percent of me saying there's five five percent of me in the back of my mind saying this is Becky Lynch. This is Becky Lynch outside of Charlotte Flair. Becky Lynch holds on to the belt all the time. So, but, see, oh, but unlike Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch likes to share. Well, that's true. Personally, like true life. Well, that's true. But, well, and, and, you know, we don't know if Becky goes away after SummerSlam for a little bit, go be a mama again. Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised because she's been back for a full year now. Yeah, yeah. And was champ for, you know, more than half of it. Yeah, she she might go away again. So, uh, I, I don't think – I think this is going to be Bianca. Uh, I'm sure CBS Sportsline says Bianca too. It does. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Bianca. Yeah, I was going to say that same thing, that I think Becky's going to maybe go away for a – you know, maybe not right away, but I think they might be building her to kind of just go insane and leave for a little while. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'm, back. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna give that ninety. I'm gonna give that ninety five. Uh, I'm gonna give that ninety five percent chance. Ninety five percent Bianca Belair. Yeah. Uh, the Ronda, uh, Ronda Rousey match. I'm gonna go eighty five percent live. Eighty five percent live. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty strong for live. Pretty strong. For, I'm gonna go eighty five percent live. Next up, we got McAfee versus Corbs. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, this it's, this might be the most fun match of the night, honestly. Uh, both these guys are they're 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 friends. They ex roommates with the Indianapolis Colts. These guys know each other. They, I'm sure this is something they have went and 
went and, pro- and went and asked for it, is Probably. to work a program with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Is to work a program with each other. Uh, now I'm not totally convinced that McAfee's going to win. CBS is. I'm going to say 65% McAfee. I think it'll be a fun match either way. Corbin typically gets the egg on his face at the end. He typically gets his comeuppance, and then he moves on to the next feud. No, so that's the heel character he is. Yeah, he, he loses the feud. Yeah, right? he typically gets his comeuppance. He typically loses a feud and gets his comeuppance, and then moves on to the next thing. Uh, so I'd, I'd, I'd say 65% McAfee, and only because McAfee's not a full-time performer, and that's the only reason why I'm not going with that, because... When McAfee's in the ring, you kind of look at you kind of got to look at it like he's a celebrity, right? You kind of almost got to do it like that. And not every celebrity wins. You know, Corbin could Corbin could cheat him. You know, Corbin put his feet up on the rope and escape. And yeah, oh, I mean, Corbin could always pull the shenanigans. Oh yeah, he could always pull the shenanigans. Yeah, but I, I, I I'm sixty five percent sure that McAfee's going to. Punt Corbin. Oh yeah, but it it this is probably most fun match of the night though. For sure, I think it's gonna be kind of your maybe mid pick me up after it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be, yeah, it's gonna, gonna be a fun match in the middle of the card. Yeah, that's gonna be in the middle of the card. And you wanna know something else? Nobody talks about how good Baron Corbin is. That's why everybody hates him. Nobody talks about how good he is in the ring. How good of a heel he is. And it's it's a damn travesty that nobody talks about how good he is at his job, because you're right. Everybody, everybody hates his guts. Everybody hates his guts. I happen to like the dude. I think he's a great guy. Well, yeah, I mean that's behind the scenes. that's behind the scenes, but on screen, yeah, he does his job. He makes you hate him, and he mm-hmm. doesn't have that go away heat like he did with Constable Corbin when he was Constable Corbin. He had go away heat then. He's got the legit, I hate your fucking guts, his guts heat right now. He does not like the term go away heat. He put out some interview or something recently where he was talking about how go away heat's not a real thing. Oh, it is a real thing. He doesn't think so. Oh, it I is. I didn't read the thing. I just read the headline. Oh, it is. It's but. definitely a real thing. He doesn't have it right now, though. He doesn't have it. He's He's got that good heel heat going. But he, but he had when he was Constable Corbin, he definitely had the go away heat. Nobody wanted to see him. Nobody wanted to see him on TV. But there was a lot of things. We didn't going. want him here in his hometown. No. I mean, no. You didn't want him in Kansas City. But that was during a lot of the times like ratings was going down and damn WWE's kind of throwing him under the bus, making it like his fault, you know? So, you know. But, yeah, nobody talks about how good Baron Corbin is at his job. I just figure I would because I think he des- I think he deserves some sort of recognition. Yeah. How, sure. how good he is at his job. Uh, but yeah, that being said, Pat McAfee, I, I, Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee, sixty-five percent to win. Good numbers, good numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Usos versus Profits with special guest referee Jeff Jarrett. You just know Jeff Jarrett's gonna screw the Profits. Jeff Jarrett is there to absolutely screw the Profits out of this match. I don't know. He looks almost more ready to screw the Usos. Nah, that was all damn set up. Jeff Jarrett is you cannot trust slap nuts. I'm telling you, you cannot trust slap nuts. It, and, and if this is well, here's I, this sentence right here in the CBS thing. Yeah, the introduction of Jarrett as the referee could tilt things in the favor of the profits, but Jarrett could just as easily cheat in favor of the uses. Well, they, well, he's been paid off. Either way, someone's getting hit with a guitar. Well, Jarrett, well, Jarrett's gonna get paid off. That's it. Somebody's getting hit with a guitar, and it's gonna be it's gonna be. Dalker Montez, and, and but yeah, you can guarantee somebody getting hit with a guitar. There's no way. I I just don't think that the uh, profits are going to win this match. It's, I think this is. I'm gonna go with a high number here. I think this is ninety percent Usos. Well, CBS picked the Usos. Yeah, I think it's ninety percent Usos. I, I just don't see Jarrett. I I, I see Jarrett screwing the uh, screwing the profits honestly. Just to be honest about it, you can't you can't trust Jeff Jarrett. I mean, As I, I I could see him maybe like working for the profits during most of the match and then yeah, flip it like that. That's what's going to that's what's going to happen. He's going to flip on the end on him. 
You can't trust old Double J. You can't trust Slap Nuts. I'm telling you, you cannot trust you cannot trust Jeff Jarrett. He, you look at his body of work, and his body of work lets you know that you cannot trust that man. I don't know why everybody thinks you all of a sudden can trust Jeff Jarrett because he's 55 years old. Hell no. You can't trust Jeff Jarrett. You can never trust Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett's going to do what's best for Jeff Jarrett. And if Paul Heyman has enough money, that's best for Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Uso's going to retain. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Lashley versus Theory for the U.S. Championship. No, Lashley, 100%. Yeah. Lashley, 100%. Because uh, Do we think Ziggler gets involved? I would say maybe... Probably does because it, it furthers that angle between him and Theory a little bit. Whatever the hell it is. Whatever the hell, yeah. they, whatever the hell they got going on. Uh, but Lashley's one hundred percent retained him because Theory's going to have his uh, Theory, Theory's going to have his moment at the end of the night. So you think he's going to? Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll yeah we get there. Yeah, we ain't much to say about this match. Uh, Lashley's going to whoop his ass in about five minutes. Lashley's going to beat him quick. Logan Paul versus The Miz. Hmm. I'm going to say Logan Paul only because The Miz hasn't had his come up in some while. I mean, it would make sense seeing as Miz is the one that turned on him. Yeah. Um, I'll give uh, Logan Paul credit. He works hard. He takes it seriously. And other than Bad Bunny, I don't. I haven't seen a celebrity really take to it like. Logan Paul has. So he does take it seriously. He's a good athlete. Right. Uh, I, I'm going to say 60% Logan Paul because Miz could pull some shenanigans from Maurice or Champa. We know he's got these. You got to remember, Miz does have Champa. Miz has Champa in his back pocket. So there could be some shenanigans there. Uh, I'll say sixty percent Logan Paul, but I would not rule out the the interference from Champ on the outside and Miz still in one. And then now we have Mysterios versus the Judgment Day and a no disqualification match. Hmm. No DQ match. Yeah, the, the Mysterios have had the number of the Judgment Day over the last few weeks, right? Over the last, yeah. Few, yeah, you could say they've had their number a little bit. But they've been getting their asses beat, though. Well, they've been they the Judgment Day's been getting their heat back, yeah. Uh, whatever heat they've got from they got one, Rhea Ripley back. Yeah, they got Rhea back too. Rhea might be the X factor here. Um, I think there's a bigger X factor here, though, too. Uh, I think you, me. I think me and you are on the same wavelength here. I think Dom might turn. Well, that or Edge. That or Edge, yeah. Edge. <laughs> Edge coming back and. Uh, and, uh, Even though some people have been saying because Ray was wearing purple the other night that it would be very, very intriguing to see Ray turn on his son. I don't know. I and mean, have a heel Ray. That, well, we've I, never I seen heel think, Ray. I don't think, I mean, this is going to sound awful, but I don't think turning on Dominic is going to be enough to make Ray heel. Well, Dominic, I don't no. think people are as invested in or they're not invested enough in Dominic. No, nobody gives a shit about Dominic. That's, that's the issue. Nobody gives a shit about Dominic. If people were invested in Dominic and Ray turned on him, then we might have something. But I don't even think Dominic turning on Ray is really going to move the move the needle much. Honestly. Honestly, God. Because nobody's invested in Dominic. I mean, I think people are invested in him, just not enough. They're more invested in his sister. Right. And Buddy Murphy. And Buddy Murphy. They're more invested in, in Dominic's sister, and that's bad. Oh, the tweets about Aaliyah. With between um, with Rhea Ripley and Aaliyah, but custody of Buddy Murphy, and just, they were so funny. Mm-hmm. I did. I, I've seen some of those. And then Buddy Murphy tweeted something. He tweeted something to that effect too. Ladder match for him or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's too funny. So but, I mean, if Edge comes back, that could be a big factor. If he helps yeah. Mysterios. Yeah, he he helps Mysterios. Yeah, that could be a big factor. Uh, I just, Dominic turns or Ray turns. Yeah, I think it's. I, I think I'm fifty five percent Judgment Day here. Fifty five percent. I think of all the matches of the night, this is probably going to be the one I could care less about. 
because oh, okay. of the, yeah, because, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, Edge could make me care about it. If Edge comes in and cleans house, he can make me care about it. But nah, other than that, I really don't care about this match. I, yeah. you know. CBS is predicting the Mysterios win and Edge returns. Ah, okay. Yeah, it could be. 50, right. I, I'm going to go 55% Judgment Day, but it could very well, but it's like a coin flip at this point. Yeah, so that one, that one could go either way for me. It just kind of depends on how things are going to go. Think. You know, if you're going to bring back... Judgment Day's got to have some sort of heat if you're going to bring back Edge and have him wipe out the whole damn lot of them. <clears throat> I mean, they just got to have some sort of heat somewhere. I mean, you do something where it's both. Does Dominic turn on Ray, and all of a sudden here comes Edge to help Ray? I mean, that could do. That could be too. But let's hear again. I mean, who cares? Who cares about Dominic? It's not so much about Dominic at this point, though. It's and, Ray. And, and I hate People it for the kid. People love Ray. People love Ray. Yeah, I hate it for Dominic. I really do. He's a good kid. I'm sure he's a good kid. But nobody I cares. Think, Nobody's invested in, in Dominic. They're invested in Ray. I think Dominic turning on Ray would have more of an effect since it is Ray who's getting beat up by his son that I think that would actually make people be invested in Dominic to boo him. But if it was the other way around, people don't care enough about Dominic that I don't think it would build enough heat to Ray. Nah, it wouldn't build enough. Now, they could make it work. And they could make the whole Dominic Mysterio turning on Ray thing work if they follow through on it. Oh, they totally would, though. If they follow through on it. If if they take, let's just say Dominic just beats the hell out of his dad, and it's all about Ray's mask. He wants the mask. And eventually this is what Ray was going to give him, pass the mask down anyway, but Dominic wants the mask. He wants his old man out of the way, and he wants the mask. He wants to be the lone Mysterio. But they've got to follow through on it, and they got to make him mean and nasty. They just can't have poor little innocent Dominic running around anymore. He's got to be—he's got to have an attitude. And I don't know—I don't know where they're going to find that from him. I mean, honestly, where are they going to dig up an attitude from him? Because kids like—he just seems like he's the nicest kid on earth. But I think the fact that he's working with Ray, Ray could bring it out of him, just because you know he'd be doing it with his dad. I think you can you work better when you're working in a situation like that. Uh, I, you know, if that happens, I hope they follow through on it because they could make a real they could that's that could be a real star making star making program for that kid, and people might actually invest in him being a being a legit threat to anybody. And right now, nobody's invested, and nobody cares. But you know, if they do it right, they can make people feel they can make people want to see him get his ass kicked by his daddy. And that's what you want. As a, that's what you want as a promoter is for your heels to want, to want to draw people in to see them get their asses kicked. So after SummerSlam, we have Clash at the Castle. Mm-hmm. After that comes Extreme Rules. If they're going to be feuding Dominic and Ray, they could do something interesting, I think, with them at Extreme Rules for the mask. If that's where this is going. Because that's their October pay-per-view is Extreme Rules. You can do a ladder match for the mask. Yeah. That'd be something interesting. I don't know. Yeah, we just have to see. Ray's mask versus Dominic's hair. <laughs> the mullet. The mullet. You notice he's growing his hair long, right? Yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that, could be, that could be a thing. Ray's he's mask. He's growing the Eddie mullet. Yeah, he's growing the Eddie mullet. So that could be a thing. Ray's mask versus Dominic's hair at Extreme Rules. We'll have to see. We'll see. And then main event will be Roman versus Brock, last man standing, undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Roman, right? And it's Roman. Yeah. It's got to be Roman. I mean, as much as I'm ready for somebody else, I don't want it to be Brock. I mean, I like this Brock. I wouldn't mind if it was this Brock. This Brock, what I want. This Brock and Drew McIntyre at Clash of the Castle would be would be interesting. That is true. But Roman, it's got to be Roman. It's Roman, Roman versus Drew McIntyre at Clash of the Castle has the has a chance to be a classic. Imagine 
if they put that title back on Drew in front of a crowd mm-hmm. overseas. Oh, they'd lose. It's not, it's not Scotland, but Wales is pretty goddamn close. Yeah, they, oh, they'd lose their shit. You don't talk oh. about you don't talk about a whole a whole nation losing their absolute oh. mind. I need it. Yeah, that would that, that would be a hell of a pop. That'd be a hell of a After pop if Drew takes it. Him belt. having to win at COVID Mania. I need it. I need him to get that recognition that he never got. That would poss- possibly be bigger than than what he won at Mania. Oh, totally. Yeah. To beat the reign of Roman Reigns. Seven hundred day reign. Yeah. But here, I'm, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you an alternate universe ending. I like these. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so come toward the end of the match. We got Brock and we got Roman up on the stage, and Roman spears Brock, and they both go through like some lights, and we get some explosions and shit like that. You know how they let WWE likes to do shit like that, where they both go through a glass. One of the one of the boards on the Titan Tron, you know, on the LED boards, they go through it. You know, you know how WWE likes to gimmick their stuff up, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's say that the referee gets up to seven and nobody's moved. And all of a sudden you hear a down, a town down play and out runs Austin theory with his briefcase, hands it to the referee. It is now a triple threat match. The referee is on eight, nine, ten. Austin Theory wins the WWE Universal Championship and doesn't break a sweat. People would be pissed. People would be super pissed. He would have so much heat. But see, they wouldn't look at it that way. They would just shit on the entire pay-per-view now. Because when a pay-per-view... I don't care who it is. Whenever a show ends in a bad way, that's the only thing people remember. You can have the best damn pay-per-view ever, but if it ends in a way that the fans don't like, that's all they're going to care about. I mean, look at the exploding barbed wire death thing that AEW did. No one talks about the rest of that show. They just talk about the ending. Well, yeah, they talk about the ending. Nobody talks about how great the rest of the show was. They just want to talk about that ending. Oh, I agree. I agree. But this is almost the kind. This is almost what they want to do with theory. They almost want to antagonize their antagonize their fans with theory. But that's what I think they need to keep the briefcase on theory longer, for this reason. And 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 and, and, and because of this alternate universe ending, he goes on to Clash of the Castle, and Drew goes on to beat him for the WWE Universal Championship. Place He's goes doing- fucking nuts. Place goes fucking nuts. They lose their fucking minds. So you can still get the same pop, but you get that alternate ending to where SummerSlam ends with this little bastard, this cocky little fuckhead, not breaking a sweat for the WWE Championship. You want to talk? I don't want to see the streak of Roman in that way. I don't think anybody wants to see the streak of Roman end. I mean, I I'm want to saying. see it end. I'm, I'm over it. But I don't want to see it go out that way. I'm just, I'm just, it's just an alternate universe ending. I think, I think Rome's going to win. I mean, I, I, well, because like, this is what the CBS thing says. Um, as for Theory and his threat of cashing in on the money in the bank, the Usos can likely run interference to allow Theory to keep the briefcase around as a storytelling device for a bit longer. Yeah, I think the Usos are going to run quite a bit of interference. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think that that's what the Usos is there for. I, I, they're going to run quite a bit of interference for uh, Roman. But let's just, like, let's just what say. What if Ziggler shows up? Yeah. I mean, and stops theory for the cash in. Yeah. So he they're, can either be part of the Lashley match or theory. Yeah. And I, I want them to do uh, with the money in the bank. I want Theory to have to defend this thing in a match. I do too. I want him to have to defend it, where against against Dolph Ziggler or against John Cena. I want him to defend it. I think they, I think they should have it's to defend it. It's only fair that it's Ziggler, because he is one of the only few people that has ever had to defend his Money in the Bank contract. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Otis did it. Well, he lost it in court. Yeah, he lost it in court. I mean, it don't count. But Edge took a briefcase off of somebody, Mr. Kennedy, right? Mm-hmm. 
and then Dolph defended his twice. Yeah. Once against Jericho, once against Cena. Mm-hmm. It's th- only fair that he gets to try to take it from Theory. Yeah, I think I, I think the Money in the Bank briefcase should be defended like a championship, just like a championship. I think there. I, I think, and which, which makes the importance of cashing in, uh, you know, make it make it cash in, uh, uh, priority. You know, get some get get a fire lit under your ass to cash in because you don't know who's going to be coming through. They're trying to take you out for that for that briefcase. I think it should be right. defended like a championship for that entire year. And I think that would make the money in the bank briefcase the way more valuable. I mean, it's valuable anyway, but when you have to defend it, that not only does that, and you get a couple of successful defenses underneath you, not only that, make, that makes the money in the bank holder credible. And you don't have, you don't have a, a Jack Swagger situation where he wins the belt and loses it a month later just because he sucks. Right. Um, uh, Roman wins. Alternate universe theory is going to cash in on, on both of them and make it a triple threat and not break a sweat. I mean, as long as it leads to Drew winning the title in Europe, I don't care. <laughs> I think. I just, yeah. I have been wanting it for this man since 2020, so like two and a half years now, mm-hmm. to win that title in front of fans. Because he had it twice, right? Yeah. But neither time was in front of fans. Nope. Because the first mania back with fans is when he lost it to Lashley, right? Yep. Or Lashley retained it. I can't remember now. Yeah, Lashley, Lashley retained. Let's see, he lost. Yeah, he lost it to Lashley. Uh, through the, he lost to Miz, and then Miz lost to Lashley, and then he tried to win it back, and Lashley couldn't win it. Went back. He lost to Randy Orton the first time. That's right. Randy Orton took it from him, and then he he got it back from Orton, but it wasn't. Was it was at sure that he yeah. would win it off of Lashley at that next Mania in mm-hmm. front of fans. Yeah, I was almost Just sure so that they could give him his moment. Yeah, I was almost sure he was going to win it too. But Lashley said, "Nah." So this would be the perfect way to make up for all of that and give this man the moment that he has deserved for two and a half years. Because I I often don't say that people deserve things. I really don't think that people deserve things. We earn things. But he deserves this. Like, I'm not a big fan of the you deserve it chance. Like, I eh. hate that chant. I mean, especially when you're talking predetermined. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, you've worked your ass off. And it is a big moment for you. But do you really deserve it? No, you've earned it. You've appreciated. I just don't like deserve. I don't like deserving things. I don't know. Why. I, just, I can't explain it. There's another word that needs to be put in there instead of deserve. No. But, but Drew fucking McIntyre deserves to have the pop that he would have gotten at Mania defeating Brock fucking Lesnar for that title. But do it beating Roman Reigns or Austin Theory. Whatever world we're going to live in. Yeah, whatever world we're going to live in. Whatever world I we're going to live in. need it. Can you? Okay, but no. We need to talk about one more thing. I just forgot we didn't do this. Yeah. Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah, he's going to have a match. He's supposed to have a match with Riddle. Mm-hmm. But now they're saying Riddle is, you know, quote-unquote injured. No, which he's not. It's all kayfabe. So I think this is going to become a WrestleMania-type moment for Seth again where he's going to go into a match. He will have a match. This man is going to have a match. He will have a match, I yes. for sure certain that this man is going to have a match at WrestleMania. Well, let's speculate who it's against. Match. Let's speculate who it's against. It's, it, because I feel, like it's, it's, I, feel, I feel like it's a real high possibility of somebody coming back. I agree. Or, okay, so some of the names <clears throat> I've seen tossed around. Johnny Gargano. Yeah. I would love it because I love Johnny, but I don't think it's it's not the moment. I don't think it's hard enough. Uh, it's not going to mean anything because, yeah. you know, yeah, people know who Johnny is, but not enough people to have him be a SummerSlam. If day. this was NXT, then it, Johnny Gargano, this would be huge. But since it's the main Johnny roster. To return at NXT for a while first. Yeah. And then come up, yeah, and join Champa or whatever they're gonna do. Yeah, I like don't think DIY it's Johnny. I don't think it's Johnny. As as cool as it would be to see Johnny Gargano back, I don't think it's Johnny. He is going to come back though. This is just not his moment. Yeah, because it's just he's not. I don't want to say he's not known enough, but he's not known enough for the SummerSlam stage to make a return like this. No, he's not. He's not known. He's not known enough on the main roster. He's not known enough by casual fans. 
to make a return. I mean, like yeah, this. he'd had a little run on the main roster before, but not enough. Yeah, nobody really knows who he is. My pick, and I'm it. It would make the most sense story wise, is the fiend. Yeah, yeah. That's I who I'm sure. thinking too. It's the fiend. That's who I'm thinking it is too. It's it's the I mean, fiend coming been back. Kind of hinting at things and dropping weird stuff. Mm-hmm. It's been rumored so many times that this would be the moment because they have history together. Yeah, it would yeah, just make sense. It make too much. It, it, the fiend makes too much sense, and that's what bothers me. The fiend makes new regime now. The fiend makes too much sense. Yeah, I know. Well, I know we're under a new regime, but the fiend makes too much sense. Anything that makes too much sense worries me. And, you know, the only other random thing I could think of was they would just randomly use Edge for this, but it just doesn't nah, make Nah, they're going to use Edge for this. Edge and Seth have had their moment. It's over. Yeah, Edge and Seth has been gone for, been over for a minute now. Uh, I just can't think of who else is gone, I couldn't, though. Yeah, I couldn't think of anybody else. Some other, stupid people actually think it's going to be Cody, and I'm like, no. Nah, no, it's not Cody. Up. It's not Cody. Uh, I mean, unless they bring back a legend like Goldberg. I mean, I just don't see it. I, I, unless they bring back a legend like like Goldberg or uh, or they bring Kurt Angle in, I mean, I mean, I, I don't but, think Kurt can wrestle. I don't know if Kurt can wrestle or not either. I think he just had like hip or knee or some sort of surgery not yeah. that long ago. Yeah, I mean, I just don't unless actually unless they bring in a legend, we're just not thinking of. The Fiend makes more sense than I mean, anything. Goldberg is always a possibility. Yeah. I mean, people were losing their ever-loving shit when they thought Brock walked out last week. And he's going to get replaced by Goldberg. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, I don't want to see Goldberg and Roman. Oh, I'm like, just give it a fucking minute, and then here comes Brock. Well, here's one. Here's one that, you know, I don't know how much of a possibility this is, but wouldn't it be fun to see The Undertaker? This is this is he a perfect. Even have to come out and wrestle if he just comes right. out and tells Seth to shut the fuck up. This is a perfect Undertaker spot. This is a perfect Undertaker spot, and he don't even really have to do anything. I mean, just the gong would be enough. Just the gong, and and he yeah he he just walks out to the ring and and Seth and Seth he Seth bounces off of him a couple times. Tombstone pile driver. Let's go home. You know, because Seth wasn't ready for him. What if this is Undertaker spot? Very possible. Yeah. Trying to look up who else is injured right now. I mean, the only other person's Randy, but he's not going to be ready yet. It's not Randy. Boogs is not ready yet. Boogs will be out to next. Boogs will be out to twenty twenty three. Yeah. I just, it's, I mean, the Fiend makes too much sense. I mean, unless they do something really fucking stupid and it actually is Riddle, like he's magically cured. Yeah. But it's, it's gotta be the Fiend. Yeah, it, it's gotta the fiend. be. Yeah. Or just Bray Wyatt, like or whatever Bray, he comes yeah. back as. Yeah, it's the Fiend or Bray Wyatt. Be. Yeah. yeah I, I, that's what I'm kind of thinking too. It's, it's, it's gotta be the Fiend or Bray Wyatt. Wyndham Rotunda, some shape, some shape or form. Uh, Maybe the Undertaker as a dark horse just comes in and tombstones the shit out of Seth and just goes on about his business. But I'm thinking this is the fiend. Oh God! What if it's fucking Cena? Oh my oh, God. God! We didn't even think no. it'd be Cena. Fuck! Now I'm cranky. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, I'll gag. Actually, I'm not gonna be watching this live, but I will gag when I do watch it. Could be Cena. Same life. Could be no. Cena. Well, I don't know. It's it's going to be tough because he's off filming season two of The Peacemaker right now. So, I, I, you know. All he has to do is private jet himself in for 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. That's all he's got to do is jet himself in. He, he wears his jorts and his Peacemaker helmet and runs down in the ring, kills Seth Rollins, and runs away. Ugh. Nah, it's, it's the fiend that makes the most sense. It makes too much sense. Unless, we just, unless it's somebody completely random. I mean, what if it's like fucking MJF or some weird shit? But I don't know. Well, just, uh, that, that's, that'd be know, too weird. It just, I mean, it could be any NXT call-up. It could be anybody. But The Fiend makes the most sense. Yeah, it makes too much sense. Because of the history. Mm-hmm. And it's a too big much. event stage that would be perfect to bring him back. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, I'm saying it makes too much sense. It makes too much sense. 
And that's what scares me because it makes so much sense. It's going to be somebody completely random and disappointing because that's always how this goes. And it could be. Yeah, and that's my that's my fear. It's going to be somebody it, it, random. Gonna, you know, no offense to him, but it's, it's going to be John Morrison for that Joker spot. In right. The thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. It could be exactly right. It could be John Morrison. Where everyone's and, like, oh, it's going to be Johnny. Oh, it's going to be Yeah, Cesaro. it's going to be a Johnny. No, it's John Morrison. It's John Morrison. And, and yeah, you get your hopes up for something like that. And, they, and you know, they, they bring back Kurt Hawkins, you know. I mean, I wouldn't be mad about that. I wouldn't be mad about it either, but, you know, Kurt Hawkins, there's no way in hell Kurt Hawkins is beating Seth Rollins. Right. No, it's not the stage for that. No, either. it's not. That's what I'm also saying. Zack Ryder. No, he's injured. No, right. Zach's got Zach's got the torn bicep. He's like yeah. Cody. He got he's torn bicep buddies. His wasn't nearly as bad. <laughs> no, his wasn't nearly as bad as Cody's. But they're torn bicep buddies. But, uh, but I'm intrigued by because I think this to me this that's the story of SummerSlam for me is I cannot wait to see who it's going to be for Seth. Yeah, who's returning I, for I Seth? I may have to delete Twitter off my phone so I don't accidentally spoil myself while I'm at a concert because I oh. It's going to be bugging the crap of me because the first thing I'm going to do as soon as I get back to the house is I'm going to sit down and watch SummerSlam so, well, so I can not be spoiled by things. Okay, so let's let's talk about somebody out of the company. Talk about somebody out of the company who uh, it could be. Other than, other than The Fiend. What if it's a, someone that Triple H has been a fan of for years? And it's tried to get in WWE for years, and is and he's never he's never left where he's been. Who are you thinking? Nick Aldis. I just don't think he'd have the impact because not enough people are going to know who he is. <sighs> Man, it'd be such a good match though. But you're that's right; it could... would have to build. He's yeah. not. He's not. He's you know that's kind of how what I'm thinking about Johnny. Is you just can't throw him out there because it's just not going to get the correct reaction is like a Goldberg or a Fiend or the Undertaker. Yeah. You or kinda, like MJF or just anybody. Yeah, it's it's it, kind it, of a pop moment. That's a little too out there. <laughs> yeah, it's a little out there. I, I, I admit that's out there. I admit it. It's it's like way out there. But, you know, I, but it, I, you know, it's... You'd have to put bubbles up there like, by the way, this is Mickey James's husband. Yeah. Oh, wow, it's the husband of Mickey James. Well, that kills him right there on the spot. He's buried dead as hell. I mean, you got to think not very many people are watching the NWA. No, no, they're not. I don't know. They get to about 25,000 views a week. I wish yeah, I got 25,000 views a week. You're talking SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a little too much of a, not for this stage. Uh-huh. It'd be great to see, but just not on this stage. Well, we, that, we, that's going to be something we have to bring them in, announce it and build it. Mm, so yeah. people have time to go and like figure out who this guy is. I'm just trying to think. I, mean, I just don't know who else could be other than Bray Wyatt. I just don't know who, who else it could be. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm racking my brain, and I'm trying to think who they, who, who it could be, who they could bring in, and it's really not anybody that would cause a stir other than Bray Wyatt, honestly. Right. I just, I, I just hope we're. I, I'm just setting up for disappointment. I'm, my expectations of this is not high. Okay. Is really not. It's fun to book it though. It's fun to book it. My my expectations are, you know, I'm talking about Bray Wyatt coming in. My expectations are more along the lines of Ricochet. Okay, that's where my expecta- expectations. I, honestly, are I think Ricochet would get a decent pop. Ricochet would get a good pop, but people like Ricochet. Now. Yeah, but that's not. But Ricochet get booed out of the building because that's not what they're looking for. This Plus has been planned. Yeah, this has been planned out. This was the plan all along. So this is somebody coming. This is somebody returning. Yeah, this is it's a it's a big deal spot. Yeah, it's a big deal spot. So that's yes, Bray Wyatt. That's that's it, Bray Wyatt. Final answer. Final answer, Bray Wyatt. We've talked about Bray Wyatt for ten minutes now. Lock it in, Regis. It's my final answer. That's right. Lock it in. But yeah, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a good show. I think it's having trouble selling, but I think they just they picked too big of a venue. Nashville at the end of July. It's hotter than shit. Yeah. Outdoor, well, domed. Is it domed? No, hell no. Not that stadium. That stadium's old as shit. It's open air. It's open air stadium. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's factoring in. Yeah, you're out there in the Midwest. You're out there there in the middle of the country, and and it's 
you got humidity all over the place. It's going to be like 95 degrees out there with humidity. That's why nobody wants to go is because they don't want to sit out there in them 100% humidity for six hours. Right. <laughs> I mean, let's well, just call it as it is. Well, no, it won't be a six-hour show, but even it, even still, three hours, nobody wants to sit out in heat and humidity for three hours. I don't want to do it for three minutes. No. Now, if you book this thing in October, oh, we're going to use this for we're going to use this for Survivor Series. You'd sell it out, right? But yeah, no, it's just too hot right now. This should have been indoor. This should have been an indoor venue. This should have been. I mean. I mean, you could be, there's plenty of indoor venues this could have been at. And they need to not do so many stadium shows. Keep the stadium shows to WrestleMania. Yeah, you can get away with it for WrestleMania because it's right. not too hot. I mean, you can go down to Florida, it's not hot. And whenever well, they run, yeah. Well, I mean, it's always hot in Florida, but you, know, you, run in, you run in April, it's not really hot. You know, right. you, I think next year it's out in Hollywood. Right. So it, Hollywood and then Philly. Yeah, Philly? They just announced Philly. Why the hell would they want to go to Philadelphia? I don't know. They just announced it like yesterday or today that they're doing Philadelphia for WrestleMania 40. 2024. Why? I think that was, I think it's the next one after Hollywood. Philadelphia? Yeah. I mean, nothing against anybody living in Philadelphia, but Philadelphia's drizzling shits. I think a lot of people that live in Philadelphia would tell you that too. Yeah, I know they tell me that. Philadelphia I mean, sucks. I, I, I was recently traveling with people from Philly, and they were doing nothing but shitting on Philly. Oh yeah, they like the state of Pennsylvania, but not so much Philly. Yeah, not so much Philly. But yeah, WWE announced on it. Wednesday that Philadelphia will serve as host for WrestleMania 40 on Saturday, April 6th, and Sunday, April 7th, in 2024. Well, you know what? You know what? It's ma- financial field. It's makeable for the Louisville Marks Wrestling Podcast to get there. That's what it makes it. That is possibly true. Because two we years down the road. It's two years down the road. All of our friends live up in that area. We do have a few, yep. Yep. It makes it possible for the Louisville Marks Wrestling Podcast to do a actual honest to God on location podcast in twenty twenty four. And we will be around in twenty twenty four because we are stubborn assholes. Fuck okay. Yeah, we are. Stubborn. We will be around. If we weren't stubborn, we wouldn't be around this long. No. <laughs> if we weren't stubborn, I don't think we've ever become friends. Uh, that's right. Ain't that a fact? I think we're all stubborn. Every single one of us are stubborn in our own ways. I mean, it was us kind of rebelling against things that kind of brought yeah. us together. <laughs> it was. It was us very much rebelling against people. So, yeah. So, I'll be old as shit. Middle-aged and crazy like Terry Funk. Be in Philadelphia. 2024. Book it. We're going to be there. Yeah. I think that's it. I think we're covered. I think we've got SummerSlam covered. I think we've got SummerSlam covered. Uh, Crazy Newsweek, SummerSlam. mm -hmm. We've booked our our trip to Philadelphia. God forbid. But you know, no. I mean, I got to go back to the Crazy News thing. Hmm. Because we recorded a day early last week. Yes. Usually we record after SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So we recorded on a Thursday last week. Yes. So I can't remember if we said it on the pod or if it was during our after the pod conversation that we'll come up with something to talk about. It might have been in our closing sentence. Because it was. Because there's always crazy news going on. Always crazy news going on. It's something. That, and we, we, we said something about Vince McMahon. As long as we have Vince McMahon, we have news. And then what's the news the very next fucking day? Miss McMahon retires. retires. Yep. So, yeah. So I put that, so you, yeah, we put that out there. We, we put gotta stop putting there. stuff into the internet. And we really do, we really do. So, uh, so for the next couple of weeks, you know, we have got our shit together, guys. We really do. The next couple of weeks, we've already got recorded, like a real podcast should. And, uh, we have, uh, I mean, they'll be ready and ready to go for you. We're the next couple like weeks. ahead of schedule for a while. Yeah, we are actually ahead of schedule for a couple of weeks. We still got something we got to at least record next week for a fill-in for later on. But so, so we've got this week's pod now recorded. We've mm-hmm. got next week's ready to release. Yep. 
We're good for two weeks. Yeah, we're good We've for two weeks. we got something for later in the month of August already ready to go. Mm-hmm. So next week, it will be Tetsu Championship Wrestling. Or Tetsu, uh, yeah, Tetsu Championship Wrestling with Xander Litt and our good friend Raven. And we'll be talking about that new promotion starting up and their show coming up in August. And that was a that was a very fun conversation because that was a great conversation. Oh yeah, because we we got I got I got to hear stories about Shibata. Don't give it away. Yeah, I won't give it away. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I got to hear stories, and it's a really good conversation. And we hope you will uh, we hope you'll be there for that. Until then, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Okay. Gotta get back Cadillac. We can't do this without yeah. you.